Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen, and that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You get about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post-pay-per-view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter that started it all, Add free access to our website and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign-up form. It's mobile-friendly, desktop-friendly. In two minutes, you can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com. If you shop at Amazon, I have a request. When you shop at Amazon, don't go to amazon.com. That sounds weird. How are you going to shop at Amazon if you don't go there? Well, don't go directly there. Start at pwtorch.com slash Amazon. That's pwtorch.com slash Amazon. When you go there, there's a giant Amazon logo. Click on it. It takes you right to the Amazon homepage where you were heading anyways. But that small detour tells Amazon, we sent you there. And when they get that message, they send us a commission on everything that you buy. So it's a great way to support us without having to do anything different other than when you shop at Amazon, start at pwtorch.com slash Amazon. That's pwtorch.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for the weekly flagship, talking current events in pro wrestling. I have a, a little theory, Jason, and I put it in my SmackDown report on PWTorch.com Tuesday night, that AJ Styles might not have referenced Randy Orton failing drug tests you know, 15 years ago if WWE didn't want to let people know, yeah, we test our, guy, our wrestlers for drugs and have for a very long time. I don't know that they would have done that and wanted that message out there if it weren't for that pesky comedian John Oliver and the HBO crew Re- bringing up a, a lot of issues that WWE hasn't on a large public forum had to deal with for uh, for a number of years. You know, we'll never know, probably, well, unless some writer does a podcast someday, but I, the, the same thought did cross my mind when he said that. And, I mean, again, no way of knowing for sure, but, yeah, the timing certainly is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the John Oliver Tonight special, I, I, I ran a poll on uh, on the at PW Torch Twitter account, asking if people thought the story, if they saw it, you know, it's an honor system here, but if they saw it, did you think it was fair or unfair? Um, and and I, I didn't know what to expect, but the the total now with 340 votes in is 27% thought it was uh, somewhat unfair, totally unfair, and, and the rest, math quiz, Jason, 27%. No, I'm kidding. Um, and, and then the rest uh, say, which is 73%, say that it was almost totally fair or really fair. I, I like kind of in, in the middle on it. Um, and I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Uh, for those who didn't see it, last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO on Sunday night, did a story uh, that, that ultimately focused on WWE's treatment of wrestlers and whether they're doing enough um, uh, and have been doing enough. And if Wrestlers have paid a price for WWE not doing enough. And they use some quotes, including a 21-year-old quote from Bret Hart back in 1998. They uh, took excerpts of, of contracts, other things wrestlers have said, talked about wrestler deaths, including the recent King Kong Bundy death, and, and called out WWE for classifying wrestlers as independent contractors rather than employees, with the argument being if they were employees, they had a better representation, they, could, um, they, they would be treated better, they would have more of a say-so. Um, uh, what what did you think watching it? I, I thought some things were funny, some were kind of cliche and disappointing as far as the attempts at humor. Um, but what did you think in terms of that fairness question? Are you with the the uh, the, the nearly three fourths who think it was fair, or with the uh, just over one fourth who thought it was somewhat or not uh, not fair at all? Uh, well, I, I mean, it's it's a tough one to answer because yeah, there were aspects of it that seem a little unfair uh, from a timing perspective things have improved but you don't get to completely run from your past either and yep. that's the thing like the, the people who have defended wwe on this just feel like because they were pointing out like they're just they, they want to ignore the fact that they raised very good points about you know points that you and i and many others have raised about the independent contractor status and and things of that nature so I, I mean, I think from an entertainment perspective, I, I think you kind of have to put yourself in the position, too, of somebody who doesn't watch wrestling. And I'm sure there were plenty of people watching that that fall into that category. So some of the jokes may not click with us as people who do follow the industry so closely. But I, I think some of those same jokes probably did hit with uh, with a non-wrestling fan, just kind of seeing this and, and being surprised by it. I, I do wish it would have been a little bit 
fair isn't even the right word. I mean, again, it's their history. But I do wish, like, John Oliver's so good at what he does that it would have been – it would have been more current. It would have been – he would have acknowledged some of the changes rather than piling on about, you know, premature deaths from – uh, many years ago, because things have certainly improved. The wellness policy is a factor. And I, I, I think one of the main issues that has helped the improvement isn't just the wellness factor or the wellness policy factor, but also just the, the change in the, the, the talent. Um, I, I just think the mindset of today's wrestler is is so much different than it was back in, in the uh, attitude era and, 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 you know, just previous, previous generations, this generation is different. I remember, um, you know, Bruce Mitchell just kind of laughing off the idea once that these guys go back to their hotel room and play video games. And it's like, Bruce, they, they do. <laughs> yes. you know, not all of them, but yeah. they really do. Yes. No, well put. And that that's the thing is, is when, when I say I'm kind of hedging between fair and unfair, first of all, I think there were some unfair things in this that but but part of comedy is is taking the point that's most convenient for the joke you're going to tell. Not the point that's most fair if you're an if you're an objective arbitrator of the truth. Um, so I, I get that. Um, and I know King Kong Bundy's the most recent wrestler to die. Um, he was in his early sixties, not early fifties or early forties or mid thirties, early sixties. And he hadn't wrestled for WWE since like 1995. And even that right. was just for one year. Otherwise it was the late eighties and he was, you know, obese his whole life, as far as I know. And wasn't a guy who's known to take steroids or have a pain pill addiction in the late 90s and early 2000s when that was an epidemic. So why is he getting brought up? And, and, and someone who's real critical at WWE will say, well, you know, if, 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 if there was a pension fund and, and, uh, and, and all that, he might have this and he might have that and he might have that. But I can imagine being Vince McMahon watching this and just being, oh, what, what Bundy? Like, why are they bringing him up? Um, you know, it's, it's like someone complaining about a bad haircut that you showed up for at a wedding in 1992. You're like, really? <laughs> I'm still answering for this? That has nothing to do with today. Um, that was a weird analogy. But uh, I thought it was personal. Like, I had <laughs> hair in 92. <laughs> That's true, yes. Uh, th- but, so, to me, I thought there was a better case to be made. I think the issue they're talking about is important. And I think when you have a, an important issue, in the context of the pro wrestling industry... WWE is is on the verge of perhaps a billion dollar year. They're moving their headquarters uh, four miles west, I think it's a few miles west, to a headquarters that's going to be state-of-the-art, six times bigger than Titan Tower. And where's that money coming from? Well, it's coming from the pockets, you could argue, of wrestlers paying out of pocket for hotel rooms still. It's coming out of pocket for wrestlers, if they were employees, having health insurance paid for by their employees so they don't have to fend for themselves on the volatile open market where politicians are fighting and adding things and taking things away. And you're just not sure of whether, you know, you don't have the ability to kind of pool your resources when you're out there fending, fending for yourself individually. These headquarters and all the glossy excesses of the lobby and the marble and the, uh, the, the, the his and her bathroom in Vince's, headco- in, in Vince's magnificent office on the top floor. All that's coming out of the pockets of the wrestlers, main event guys, mid-card guys, and then all the people who are in the Battle Royal this year, this Sunday. Um, <laughs> and, and they, like, so it, they're doing... Michael Shea's paying for this? <laughs> they're doing so well. 
financially that I, I, I wanted a good, solid, fair uh, argument to be made on a platform like HBO that, that maybe left out a couple easy jokes and maybe worked a little harder to pinpoint some facts and give WW. And, and I thought that there were attempts to be fair to WWE. They, there were attempts to say, hey, they have gotten better about this and they have done this, but it was followed by a but. And, and I felt like, I, and again, uh, they, they do a, a, a story a week. They're not, they're not a dedicated in their, themselves like we are, Jason, to covering this industry full time. There's going to be you know, probably some gaps and some holes and some ideal arguments left behind. But I, I, I basically, I, I think this issue is important enough. I wanted them to do a better job with it and not put Vince McMahon in a position to just say, oh, they're out to get me. And this is right. this is shoddy journalism, and it's cheap shots. So that that I, I felt like it their their heart was in the right place, and I think their conclusion is correct. But I thought some of the examples they gave to get there were not at the standard that embar- that keeps WWE from being able to effectively refute it to somebody who whose inclination is to side with WWE against John Oliver. Yeah, too many moments there that it's easy to distract from the issues that they got right. Yeah, that's a good way. Yep. That was a a good brief way to put what I just said. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There has never, ever, been a wrestling commercial that sounded like a monster truck ad. And I would like to let everybody out there know, if you're ever going to make fun of pro wrestling, don't do the monster truck ad. This has been done before. Wrestling promoters don't promote wrestling shows with the wrestling fans coming up this Sunday. It's going to be like, they don't talk like that. That's not how wrestling ads are done. Do you remember a wrestling ad from a major company ever being like that? I can't say that I do. Yeah. Um, no, it's, you know, the Sunday, 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 that is definitely a monster truck thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm just sort of rolling my eyes at that. I'm like, come on, just, there's plenty to make fun of about us. <laughs> like, get it right. <laughs> Pick something. I'm sure some, you know, if somebody looked hard enough, there probably is an example, but it's certainly not anything e- that people do these days. That's for sure. An extreme wrestling show that's a derivative of ECW that was held in front of 200 fans in some back warehouse in some major city, probably ran a public access, you know, cable ad. It was like extreme wrestling coming up this Sunday at yeah. the where at Jim's warehouse at two in the morning, you know, bring your, you know. So anyway, yeah, I mean, but really it's just, so I kind of rolled my eyes at that. Um, and then, uh, you know, overall though, the WWE, and this is what you said going back a few minutes, they can't run from their past. Like there is a past that they have. 
And I, I thought the most poignant moment actually in that whole thing what was Vince McMahon slap, you know, making that face, losing his temper and slapping the papers out of the reporter's hands. Um, now, we know from that John Cena CNN edit that the media is it, hands aren't always clean when it comes to how they edit stuff um, in, in camera angles and, and what happens before. What if someone told before and, and what is at play when we actually see the cameras rolling? But man, did Vince look terrible there. And, yeah. and there's there's no defense for acting that way. And, and so when you do that and this is this is, I think, kind of my concluding point. WWE, for their own best, in their own best, it's in their own best interest to not act holier than thou because in the last five years they've gotten better, or because uh, they they are doing all this charity work. So come on, that was two thousand three. Like you know the the whole you know Stephanie retweeting Biz Stone saying philanthropy is the future of marketing. It's the way brands are going to win. It's just like it was so cynical. Like we're gonna do charity so that we can make more money, and that's how brands are gonna. It's like I can see what they meant, but they're so clueless about how that comes off. And so I I, I want WW, and it's so tough because they think if they give an inch, people will take a mile. But be a little less sure that they're pure and beyond criticism and above reproach because they're not and. That Vince McMahon clip is something you just have to answer for the rest of your life if you're him. And you can't act like that doesn't define you in the eyes of people who casually, occasionally pay attention to you. It was an inexcusable, unbecoming moment for him. And it is something that WWE needs to keep in mind is out there when they act like these comedians are taking cheap shots. When you act like that and you're Vince McMahon, you, you, you're, you're prone and vulnerable to being portrayed as a arrogant madman um, with a temper who can't, who's thin-skinned and can't handle a reasonably asked question from somebody who you look down on because he's asking you nerdy questions about something that he, you think he doesn't understand. Right. I, I thought they pushed it by asking Oliver to attend WrestleMania, extending the invitation. It's like, this guy worked on The Daily Show. He knows oh. how to make you look ridiculous if you allow a camera crew. I, I, I can only imagine. They're not going to co-op this guy. No, I thought that was that was interesting. Like, I mean, I got the same invite and, and took Vince McMahon up on it, you know, almost 30, well, you know, 27 years ago or whatever, yes. um, visiting Titan Towers. And it was at a time when, when the, the criticism of the industry from the wrestling press was getting uh, – there, there was more scrutiny on some of their practices. And, and Vince brought, brought it, gave us a, a, a small, very small group of us a, a tour of Titan Tower. And, you know, nobody gets that. That's, like, not done unless you're, like, a high-end corporate partner. They don't give that to the public or anything. And uh, and then we saw the production studios. I got to walk past Lord Alfred Hayes looking like, what, who are you? What, what's going on? Um, got to hang out with Sean Mooney a little bit at, at, at the uh, the event center desk. Um, it, full tour of the everything from the cafeteria to the gym and, and, the, and the lobby that almost nobody goes to. It's just there and it's big. Um, but then they, he sat us down in a conference room. And and came out and talked to us for a while. And very early in the speech, within just a couple minutes, he, he said, you know, when we do well, you do well. So let's talk about how – I mean, it was like this very – to me, a very blatant attempt to invite us to be co-opted into working together. Because if we can put, you know, this aside and maybe not stress that and focus on this, everybody will do better. And I, I spoke up. I was young and brash and <laughs> fearless. I was like, interrupted Vince and – was like, our job isn't to do well because you do well. We do well when our readers think that we're 
we're being honest in our coverage of the industry. And um, the industry shouldn't survive if it can't survive the truth. And our job is just cover the truth. Like I kind of gave this little mini, mini speech and, and it like it, t- he totally abandoned his, his speech at that point and didn't go back to it. Did a Q and a, his secretary came in at the 20 minute mark said, uh, Vince, your other call is ready. He blew her off and talked to us for another hour and he had a really good time, but you could tell the goal was see if we can talk to you guys about working with us a little bit more. You know, maybe we'll give you the scoop about who's going in the hall of fame next and put you on TV, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and, and it, Turned out, and you know, at least a few of us in the room weren't open for that, and I expressed it, and they nodded along. So Vince kind of changed his plans. But I, I use that as an example because inviting John Oliver to WrestleMania, I think they think that they could dazzle him, right? With you know, like uh, with that Triple H Stephanie tour of fan access that's going around on YouTube, where Triple H was grumpy, um, and Stephanie was was very likable, trying to deal with Triple H a little bit, being kind of kind of grumpy. Um, and the the touring of all the things like they're really pro- all the big giant lit up posters of the superstars and and all the fans and all the smiles we bring to people's faces. I can imagine they just think let's bring them over and and roll out the red carpet and show them what we're really about. And and I I don't think that they get that people who do what John Oliver does they they work at HBO. They see dazzling headquarters and uh, are around celebrities they're, they're not going to be co-opted into ignoring wwe's history when it comes to how they portray things that said though like i said i have mixed feelings about how fair the piece was but yeah inviting them to wrestlemania if the goal was to co-opt him yeah good luck with that yeah i mean I, I, it's kind of hard to blame in a weird way because because they have been able to co-opt some major entities that i never thought they'd be able to co-opt it's kind of sad um but i, I yeah i just say john oliver you just go back and watch the daily show i mean he's yeah. he has history of just sitting there and interviewing people and making them look ridiculous so maybe i don't, I don't know when he tapes his show if, if, if is it a live show uh, maybe they know because i mean it airs sunday maybe they know like there's no chance in hell this guy can be here let's let's uh throw out the invite oh yeah really um yeah, if it's a week, I don't think I, I don't think it's live, but I, yeah, I could be wrong. I, I think, but it's obviously very timely. I mean, they have very timely, timely jokes in there. But when it gets right down to it, it I want to underline this point: WWE wrestlers should be employees, according to John Oliver. And I think when people hear the facts, look at the IRS regulations and all that, I think they ought to be. I believe the argument from talking to some tax people or or people familiar with with you know classifying people is there's a certain grandfathering. Of, of an industry where people once were reasonably classified as independent contractors, you continue to run your business, the business changes over time, or the industry you're in changes over time, and now you sort of have a virtual monopoly, at least for a few more months, um, and you, because of that, what if you're starting the business today, it'd be pretty obvious they're employees. But because they were all always back, they were always they were independent contractors dating back 30, 40 years, it's sort of grandfathered in. And I think WWE is sort of taking advantage of that as, as my not quite expert um, knowledge of the letter of the law goes. That's what people who are experts in the letter of the law have told me might be the loophole that they're leaning on. Um, if that's the case, they can continue to do that perhaps. And it would be a financial hit, but there would never be a time where the financial hit would be smaller on their books than now because right. they have so much revenue coming in. They can still brag about record revenue, but do the right thing for the wrestlers. I don't think the right thing for the wrestlers is making sure that Jake Roberts, who made as many bad decisions as you could imagine in his personal life before get WWE, during his time at WWE, and after his time at WWE, making sure that he ends up rich and healthy at age 70. That's not their job. 
But the job is to create a, a genuine, sincere situation where if somebody puts in eight years with you and gives of their body, that during that eight years they have medical insurance, and during that eight years they accumulate something that equates to retirement or pension and some sort of long-term security, that, or at least a, a soft landing if they make some good choices, <laughs> um, not to secure them from a lifetime of bad choices. And I just don't think WWE has, has reached that standard yet with all the smiles they bring to people's faces and all the raising awareness of issues. And they're doing a better job for sure, but they still could just classify wrestlers as employees. I know when there's people like Taz goes from being a wrestler to an, uh, to an announcer and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm an employee. And I have medical insurance, and I have this, and I have that, and I have that. It's like, this is great. You know, uh, Corey Graves experienced that, going from an NXT wrestler to a color commentator as an employee. Why can't you just do the same thing for the wrestlers without them having to sit at a table and announce? Exactly. Yeah. I, well, let me, let me ask you this, though. If they're grandfathered in, is there a chance that a startup like All Elite Wrestling may not get that same grandfather-type approach, and, and they may be forced to make the wrestlers employees? Well, first of all, the way that they've talked, it seems like it would make sense to make them employees to begin with. I mean... I, I think they've kind of walked that back a little bit. Yeah. I, I could be mistaken. Yeah. I, I mean, if All Elite Wrestling is utilizing wrestlers in a way that fits actually fits the independent contractor uh, statutes, I guess, um, they should be independent contractors. If If they hire a wrestler to work 12 dates a month... For them, or they're not going to run 12 dates in a month. Let's say they do four live TVs and one special event. So five, let's say they, they hire us through five. But they go, go work 20 other dates anywhere else for anybody else. But just, you know, give us, you know, we'd like some, you know, a standard six-week notice if you're going to be unavailable for a TV so we can ride around it. Or we'd prefer to try to, you know, make sure you keep the TV dates free if possible. Um, I think that's all reasonable. They can be independent contractors and they go, sure. they go work for Lucha Underground and they go work some independent dates and they do something for, uh, you know, whatever, you know, maybe they do stand up comedy on the side too. Um, I, I, to me, that's actually reasonable for AW to do that. But once you start dictating what is a full time schedule, as John Oliver pointed out, where it's, you barely have time to unpack, wash your clothes and pack and, and, and buy dog food. Before you're on the road again. And that cycle repeats itself every single week. I think you've crossed the line into uh, there is an, and then of course, John Oliver pulling out <laughs> words, WWE, we have over 200 exclusive contracted, you know, superstars. It's like they use WWE's words against them. I actually think AEW falls in the category, perhaps, where independent contractors fine. But with WWE, I think the argument is think of all the money you're making. Hit the reset button on how you should be treating your guys who work full time for you. And aren't allowed, realistically, pragmatically, to to negotiate what they want to be doing a week from Thursday to make the most money, like a plumber does, and 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 that's that's where AEW and WWE are still different. But if AEW ever gets to the point where they want f dibs on all all their wrestlers all and all their dates, I mean, I would hope they would just switch them to employee status. Yeah, it is. I mean, we don't even know what their plan is as far as touring and things of that nature. So you're right, it is different. But that that will be interesting to see what happens there. And and if they do if they do go with the employee status, if that does put any pressure on WWE to do the same. Yeah.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, let's uh, let's set the table and introduce ourselves here. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, the Thursday flagship for April 4th, 2019. Just. A day away. Well, we're actually in the midst of WrestleMania weekend already because it starts like Wednesday night on Fight TV, I think, and then runs through, uh, heck, it runs through Wednesday night when uh, uh, NXT airs. The, with no, damn it. It starts on Thursday night. Well, okay, Thursday. And it ends after SmackDown. I, I, I just can't <laughs> wrap my mind around the Wednesday, Wednesday night Wednesday. stuff. I just can't. <laughs> yes, no, I get it. I understand, uh, but we are we are. This is the biggest wrestling weekend of the year. So, uh, Jason, thank you for. I'm glad the timing worked out to have you on today. Um, Jason Powell is my co-host from ProWrestling.net, the other voice you hear, and uh, this is our our busiest uh, busiest week of the year, and it's it's uh, just beginning. So, we I'm not saying we have a ton of energy coming out of Ron SmackDown each week, but uh, you know it, it that's that's a bit of a uh, with all the work we do, not just watching the shows, but covering it, podcasting, writing, and all that. But it, it we're almost into like kind of this is the last chance to take a deep breath before four or five straight days of uh, of action. But this is a really really exciting weekend, in part because of the diversity of what's available and the G one Supercard's a big part of it. NXT Takeover being such a thing, and also not a burdensome task to watch a two hour twenty two hour forty minute show like. It, it's like nice that there's this other show that you know is going to be good with an enthusiastic crowd with great announcing, young, hungry, polished wrestlers shining, and it's not this six, seven hour marathon where things you should love you're resenting. Seven and a half hours, Wade. That, that's what it's blocked for if you include the kickoff show, and it doesn't mean they won't go beyond that. <laughs> it's it's yep. absolute insanity, and I mean I don't know how long. ROH and New Japan intend to go. I was shocked when they added another match to the lineup. I'm like, oh, no, because everything I heard coming out of the uh, Supercard of Honor last year was that they kind of looked at it like, yeah, we know it was too long. We, we screwed up with that. You know, we thought it would be a big show. Let's let's uh, let, let's let's do this. And and then right when it was over, they're like, yeah, this this went too long. Let's not make that mistake again. And, you know, it is different. You're bringing in New Japan, too. But still, I mean. I, I'm hoping that show is reasonable. I just, I, I know there's an audience out there that can't get enough, but I, I just don't want to see. I mean, you, you know, WrestleMania is going to be ridiculously long just based on the match count and and what they have it blocked for. But hopefully, ROH and and uh, New Japan are going to be smarter than they were last year at, at this time. I, I know baseball has a seventh inning stretch. Um, WWE has a seven second dance break. I think there should be. 
seven-second dance breaks between every match for the fans to participate in and reporters at home, well, you know, dutifully typing up the report online. <laughs> we need to have some breaks to exercise and stretch and do it. My, my, my smartwatch reminds me every, every like hour, hour and a half to do a torso twist to help my back not stiffen up as I sit at my desk for hours on it. Like, this is like could be a health crisis for people <laughs> like um, sitting around and and watching wrestling and typing for like a, a stretch of seven, eight hours. So everybody, uh, reporters, fans in the stands, even you at home, make sure that, you know, you, you, you get out, maybe walk the dog, uh, do some torso twists because we, we don't want – there's going to be someone who sits down to watch WrestleMania and can't stand up by the end of the show because their muscles have atrophied. I did that once. Did it you? wasn't wrestling. It was uh, during a football Sunday, and that was when my back first flared up when I first started having back issues, and I I think it was from sitting around watching football all day. Wow. Yes. So, um, yeah. Ton, uh, just, and, and I just did a torso twist. I, I feel good. You? Thank you. Oh, yes. cool. Good, good. If you're a fan of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, have you checked out the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup yet? It's new for 2019, formerly known as the PW Torch Livecast. The PW Torch Daily Cast features a new show every single day. Monday through Friday, every afternoon, a new show drops. Mondays, it's MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fan. Tuesdays, it's Elite Major Impact with Mike and Andrew covering All Elite Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, and Major League Wrestling. And then Wednesdays, it's Harley and Emily with Talking Honor covering, you guessed it, Ring of Honor. Thursdays, it's PWT Talks NXT with Kelly, Justin, Tom, and Harley. And Fridays, it's the best of the PW Torch Livecast, where I pick a show from our archives going back about 10 years now, covering a major event, a major story, or featuring one of my favorite interviews from over the years. And then on weekends, we go live with the Deep Dive with Rich Fan on Saturday nights, where Rich Fan goes in-depth on a single topic with a special guest. And then on Sunday nights, longtime Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter columnist Greg Parks is live with Wrestling Night in America. On non-pay-per-view nights, he's live at 8 Eastern taking your calls, talking about recent major events in professional wrestling from all promotions, WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and more, or previewing upcoming big events, including the latest developments in announced matches. So check that out. That is the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. All you have to do is search PW Torch on your podcast app or go to our homepage, pwtorchdailycast.com. On that page, you'll find links to the upcoming live weekend shows and links to the most recent posts that you can download or stream right off our website. You can find out more about the lineup too at pwtorchdailycast.com or search PW Torch on your podcast app. They are free and waiting for you right now. That's pwtorchdailycast.com or search PW Torch. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
So, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about uh, AEW. You brought up the, the full-time contract. Let's just bring up real quick uh, breaking news. So uh, breaking news and that we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know when. Uh, Jim Ross. Uh, uh, AEW sends out a press release saying Jim Ross has uh, signed with, uh, with, with AEW. It's, it's not directly WrestleMania-related. Uh, but what, what do you uh, let's talk about briefly? What do you think about Jim Ross being the 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 voice of AEW? Is that a, a gimme? If you can get him, do it. The voice of the Attitude Era, best announcer of 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 this era um, as your voice, or as some have said, uh, and I think it's a reasonable point of view. AEW should not be going down the road of looking like they're trying to uh, poach or play off of. Uh, WWE, WWE in any way, and really set their own tone. Um, where, where are you? Where are you on that? Or do you think, it, hey, there's two reasonable points of view on that? I, I think they're making the right play, and I know people are going to Jim Ross isn't what he used to be. What have you? Would be based on what he's done for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm anxious to see what it's like for him starting with a, a different company from scratch. You know, not having all these expectations. Uh, that were there with the New Japan crowd, that if he flubbed a name, they're all over him for it. And, and I don't think JR uh, did the amount of homework for New Japan Pro Wrestling that he should have. I mean, he was, and we've all, you know, you've all been through it at one point or another. You screw up the Briscoes, for instance, uh, when they were on a New Japan show. It's, it's you know, JR is, is going to catch hell for that. Anyone, really, who's calling a, a show that features the Briscoe. It's like, watch Ring of Honor for an hour a week, you know, get to know these guys and, and spend more time researching New Japan pro wrestling. But I think it's going to be different um, starting from scratch like this. I hope it is. And, and I think you uh, the idea that they just need to not use anyone from WWE. And uh, No, it, you want to bring as many eyeballs to your product as possible. And, and if JR can help with that, if Chris Jericho can help with that, I, I think it's just common sense. You use Uh, Those types of talents, they're in the business of making money, not giving you a fresh start wrestling company. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I want to see what Jim Ross in 2019 with a product that is more uh, uh, not familiar because it's a new company, but uh, more palatable. Gets to start with it, you know. That's I think that's the key. Uh, No, no, you're right. That is, and I, I think that. It is it is so unfair to compare the Jim Ross in his work on on Mid South UWF or WCW and, and WWF WWE to New Japan in, in the sense that if you listen to Jim Ross when he was doing studio post production announcing, it's not the same as when he's sitting at ringside, and and then you you put in a tra- the the travel and the time shift change and all that. And I agree with what you said that there are that it, it was hard to play catch up. And there were some things working against him. But you put him in a situation where he's immersed in the product. He's he's more familiar with the wrestlers. He's starting at the beginning with them. Um, he does, because of the New Japan work, have more familiarity with a, with some of the wrestlers who will be in AEW. But I I think Jim Ross can still be great. And uh, he is, I, regardless of my nostalgia for his peak years announcing, whether you think it was in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s, he... Having him be part of and the voice of something starting up is is really cool to kind of tie it all together, yeah. and and I I think he has a uh, a really good chance to be really really good in 2019 at announcing. So I, uh, I I I wish him the best, and I think 
there are enough different circumstances where those who are down on him for his New Japan work should not be as sure it won't work out this time. But that said, I also think people who who hear these Attitude Era clips of Jim Ross and think, wow, this is going to be great. Uh, that's what AEW is going to sound like. Jim's going to sound different. The product's going to be different. Um, and so, you know, just go in, I, I think, with a, with an open mind and a fresh start and evaluate him not on his best work and not on his worst work, but just is he doing a, a good job serving the wrestlers and the stories that are being told in the ring and outside of the ring? And I, I think he's super capable of doing that. I, I think he is, too. And I like seeing that he is listed as a senior advisor as well. I, I, I mean, just the wealth of knowledge there, being the head of WWE talent relations, assembling a roster and it, you know, it's one thing for WWE today to assemble the roster they have when you said, you know, they they have a virtual monopoly over the industry, um, it, you know, at least until all elite wrestling starts. Not, you know, I mean, there's other promotions out there, but nobody can hang with WWE financially until now. And Ross had competition with WCW. They could hang with WWE and, and top them a number of times when it came to talent acquisitions. He was still able to assemble an amazing talent roster, uh, despite not having the big bucks. It was, you know, basically the Minnesota Twins against the New York Yankees. Maybe, and maybe that's pushing it a little bit because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vince McMahon certainly has money. But still, I mean, to, to go out there and assemble the roster he did, I think just uh, says a lot. And, and I think he can really be helpful to uh, Tony Khan, Cody, the Young Bucks, a group, if they're willing to listen, you know, just a group of people who haven't been in this position before. And he has. Um, let's, uh, well, actually, what do you think AEW is going to find a way to make news this weekend? Yes. And, and where do you think that will occur? Um, could even be the garden. Um, I mean, it, it could be, um, it might be ROH, New Japan related, um, could be the triple a yeah. press conference if they, I have um, any, I mean, we know they're affiliated with AAA. There's been no hint of them appearing at this press conference so far that I'm aware of. And like everything, all the info that's been sent out is focused exclusively on AAA. But, you know, it's not being live streamed, which makes me think that this might just be a AAA thing. But yeah, I do have, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I've heard rumblings of things, but I can't tell you definitively. I know they're going to, but I kind of suspect they will somehow. If they're involved in ROH New Japan, is it with ROH New Japan cooperating or is it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So they, what, show up in the front row and hold up signs saying AEW. Or a luxury box. Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting. I, in a way, I, I like, I sort of want them to just let everybody do their thing and not try to glom, you know, attention for themselves. Because I, I, I think they're going to be just fine without pulling you know, stunts like, you know, like I don't want it to look like they're, yeah. they're pulling a stunt to get attention. I don't know. It, just, it seems like it's, I want them to get us versus them. I, I get that. But who, you know, who is the them when you don't have a product? I mean, I guess I have a product in all in, but no, well, I, really. I, I don't like making it us versus them. You yeah. know, I, I, I think it is behind the scenes more than people realize. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to think cooler heads have prevailed and, and these companies are going to work together. I, but if there's, Really, no hint of that. Um, it'd be great if it happened, but yeah, I, I, I don't. I, you can take your jabs here and there at WWE or whatever, but I, I just think you're smarter to just establish who you are. Um, you know, let others take shots at you. Just be above it. Yeah. Yep.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, here's a question. For so many events taking place this weekend on Fight TV, um, on uh, I think Access TV, uh, whatever. Everything. I mean, there's so many different nooks and crannies and places that you can watch all kinds of stuff. And of course, WWE Network. What are you, what is flying under a lot of people's radar that you're looking forward to and would recommend people check out? Like, is what Impact Wrestling is doing with United yeah. Stand, is is that something that, you know, you should say to people, hey, if you're trying to figure out what to do this weekend that's a little different, you know, that you're adding something to your plate, um, what's what's high on your list for people to seek out uh, that maybe isn't part of the the main three or four events? Yeah, I kind of look at it as the big three with Mania, G1, and NXT. So putting those right. aside, I do think Impact Wrestling has an intriguing lineup there. I, I, I'm looking forward to you know seeing what RVD and Sabu can do against the Lucha Brothers, and there's some other fun stuff on that show, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be covering that one live. Um, beyond that. Uh, looking forward to seeing, for you know, all the uh, reasons you would think the Scott Steiner and Swoggle match that Absolute Intense Wrestling is having. I actually had uh, AIW promoter John Thorne on the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast this week because I kind of wanted to, I wanted to hear a little bit about that, but mostly just to get a feel for what it you know just you are a small fish entering this huge pond. And, you know, because obviously all the big events get so much attention uh, that I thought it was just a a fun chance to talk to him and just kind of get a perspective from somebody who I think is the last time he had run Mania Weekend was like 2007 or something like that. And it was only because they were within driving distance of of his he's based in Cleveland. And so this is the first time they're actually like, you know, taking the show on the road and being part of this. And unfortunately, it airs opposite Impact Wrestling, which I'd already kind of committed to covering. But I'm definitely looking forward to waking up on Friday. And that's kind of the cool thing about Fight TV is like all these events, like if you uh, like I I can't watch all of it. Well, it's all available on demand, too. So I I definitely look forward to that. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. I I, I can't remember the big showdown match on there that that, that, uh, grabbed my attention, but I'll definitely be checking that out. And then Joey Janela's Spring Break. And I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not even counting Evolve, the WWN Super Show. I mean, there's just so much. And and for me, I haven't other than impact on Thursday night and knowing that I want to see Swoggle and Steiner, I, I really haven't just kind of mapped out. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'd love to watch MLW this weekend, but 
Their Thursday night show isn't broadcast live. The Friday show is, but it's only on BN Sports, which I don't get on DirecTV, and it's airing opposite the NXT TakeOver show. So they're in the mix, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to choose from. I'm just going to kind of make it up as I go. So um, if anyone's wondering, (laughs) just just check the site. You never know when I'm going to be having live updates. I'll be covering the big three and Impact for sure, but there may be some shows along the way where I'm like, hey, I'll do live coverage of this. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, it is a really fun weekend, and and there's just something about it. Just everything happening all at once in such a compact period of time. Everybody knowing this is how we've we've got to make our mark. We've got to create a buzz and 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 put our stand out in a crowd of a lot of events. And there'll be some uh, some successes and some failures, but uh, yeah, I mean, Impact putting themselves out there on, on Thursday night to kind of kick off the weekend in terms of the bigger legacy brands and impact is is there where whatever however you think about where they are in 2018 2019 compared to five ten years ago um you know they're still out there with that brand and and i think the rvd sabu signing was smart i think that uh it it puts it, it puts them on the map and in a way that that the usual group the mix of of you know you know jack evans and and uh i don't you know like the, the, it it just or low key, you know, Joey Ryan. Like, yes, they kind of have that mix, but RVD and Sabu like jumps out to people as, oh, okay, they they've gone a little bit above and beyond the normal group they would assemble to try to have something uh, that stands out as as a a noteworthy main event that people are going to be curious about. And, and I think that's the trick. I, you know, I did talk with the John Thorne a little bit about that too. Just you know, that having something like Swaggle and Steiner that you're not going to see on another show. I mean, you know, there's. I'm sure Scott Steiner is working other shows, but he's not working Swoggle. And and with RVD and Sabu, I think they're limited only to Impact Wrestling. And you know, so I mean, there's going to be plenty of shows where everybody's you know the, the idea is that you're going to see as many super indie spectacular five star wannabe matches as you possibly can. And and I think those will bring in a certain audience. But then there's these other shows that. Just kind of bring a little something different to the table. Joey Ryan Spring Break Part One and Two is, a, is another example of that. Watching that last year, um, there was a show last year that, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. I, I think the gimmick was it didn't have any ropes or something. Oh gosh, I mean, there's just a little bit of something. And when you, so I, I think that's kind of the trick is just come being creative. And you, it doesn't mean your whole show has to have a theme, but if you can just do a little something different to make you stand out. Uh, chances are it's you know, people are going to take a chance on you either in person or by ordering something on a streaming site. All right, uh, Jason, let's take a moment to let you talk about your uh, your coverage this weekend, where they can find it, and uh, your, your podcast that you've referenced. Give a specific plug for that and also your membership. Yeah, absolutely. ProWrestling.net is the place to go. I like I say, I'm just going to kind of <clears throat> excuse me, make it up as I go along in terms of some of the off, you know, the the more fringe events. Um, so if you're watching a show, check the site. There's a chance I'll be covering it, but certainly live coverage of the Impact Wrestling show on Thursday, uh, the NXT Takeover show on a Friday, G1 Supercard Saturday. And, of course, well, I'm going to skip wrestling. Now, WrestleMania will be covered as well, all 14, 18, 24 hours of it, whatever the hell it turns out to be. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, check it out. Um, so as far as the podcast goes, the weekly podcast is called 
the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast, and it is available for free. Uh, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and do that search for the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, John Thorne is my guest this week. We had about a 45-minute discussion and, and really enjoyed it, just kind of uh, getting into his mind as he tries to take on WrestleMania weekend, uh, you know, traveling for the first time out there, running a show, uh, you know, trying to meet certain ticket expectations or hopes, I guess, that, that just to try to make some money. This isn't a slam dunk. He's going to get rich off this show. It's, hey, I hope we break even, and if we can do better than that, great. I also had PCO on recently, last week, in fact. Eric Bischoff the week before that. So again, search for Pro Wrestling Boom on Apple Podcasts. New shows tend to drop somewhere between Wednesday and Friday. And uh, also, you mentioned membership, Wade. If, if you were interested in ad-free access to ProWrestling.net, visit PWMembership.net. And uh, know that we have a ton of audio content available for everybody. I will be doing audio reviews of the Impact Wrestling show that will probably go up the next morning because that's a late night one. We'll see. I might be uh, motivated and hop right on it. But certainly same night audio reviews of NXT, G1 Supercard, and the uh, the big one, WrestleMania. Uh, Will Pruitt's going to join me for the audio review of the G1 Supercard. And Jake Barnett and I will get together after WrestleMania to discuss that. And if everything goes according to plan, we will stick with the usual approach to WrestleMania Sunday. And uh, our buddy Brian Fritz will join me from the belly of the beast somewhere in New York, New Jersey. And we will do our annual brunch with Brian as uh, I don't know how many years we've been doing that. I can't promise that one just because we know what Brian's schedule is going to be like, but he's pretty confident. He's amped up about it. So I think it'll happen again for membership information. Simply visit pro wrestling PW membership.net. Easy for me to say PW membership. <laughs> Excellent. All right, uh, uh, Jason, we talked at the top of the show about the uh, HBO this last week tonight. It's, I always forget. I always struggle to say the name. Last week tonight with John Oliver. Um, after WrestleMania weekend, uh, there's some things to look forward to. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be jump, are, are going to instantly be kind of turning the page to the superstar shakeup. And, and, and um, so, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Also, the uh, uh, um, AEW running Double or Nothing. In Vegas, that's going to be a big weekend with StarCast too. But on a, on the TV front, Viceland present, yeah. starts its six-part weekly series titled Dark Side of the Ring, Wrestling's Golden Age, and Darkest Secrets. And it, it premieres April 10th. There's a weekly series. I think they made a smart move starting with the first episode being an in-depth look at Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Um, at All In Weekend, I had a chance to meet um, uh, some producers involved in that. Uh, talk with them. Just happened to bump into them actually at, at a restaurant uh, near Starcast, and and uh, talked to them for a while. Um, th- they've been. This is a serious p- effort. <laughs> Professional, high end, passionate, well researched. Um, you know, relatively high budget. You know, I mean, th- th- traveling to 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 meet and talk with as many of these people as I can who are connected to these these major stories in pro wrestling history. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to doing uh, Bruce Mitchell audio shows uh, for PW Torch sure. VIP members on each of these shows. So they start off with Randy Savage and Elizabeth, then the Montreal Screwjob, then the killing of Bruiser Brody, then the last of the Von Erichs with the new interview with Kevin Von Erich, then the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino Hernandez, and finally one on fabulous Moolah. Which I think what I, I'm looking forward to learning 
what they learned yeah. about her, the dark side of her history. Is it exaggerated? Is it is she being treated unfair by her harshest critics? Or are there details we don't know? And it's going to be um, like uh, Leaving Neverland where you're just like, okay, um, now I know I feel a little more firm in how I feel about this topic. Um, and it's not good. So uh, among those, this six-part series, what jumps out to you as the one that, that you're most looking forward to, not just being entertained by, but learning more about? I can tell you the one I'm least looking forward to is Montreal Screwjob because I just feel like everything that needs to be said about that has been said. Maybe they'll surprise me. Uh, but the one I think I'm looking forward to most, it probably is Mula, so I'll give a 1A, and that's Gino Hernandez. I, I really – I, I know a lot of time has passed since uh, Gino was with us, but uh, such a talented, charismatic individual, wildlife outside the ring, suspicious death, rumors of uh, uh, a wrestling promoter being his father. And so I, I really want to see what they uncovered there. Is there a topic that jumps out or that you can think of that you wish was a seventh week? You know, if they did a seven or a seven or eight week series, like one or two other topics, like there's nothing here that is directly about WWE today or something that ties right. into somebody who's part of WWE today. Um, and, and so, like, I, I, well, I'll see when I watch the series how I feel about it more. But something about something having to do with Vince McMahon, I think would have been – I would have liked to have seen their resources and their, and their knowledge and education and, uh, and determination to, to uncover new 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 sides of some of these stories. Something about Vince McMahon, whether whether it was, you know, the the expansion years or the and that you could do a you know six part documentary series on. You can't just do one, you know, it'd be hard to do one. Maybe the steroid trial that a lot of people listening to us are like, what? There was a Vince McMahon steroid trial? Like that was a very big part of Vince McMahon's life and, and changed his course. Could they, you know, do something on that? Is that more worthy than revisiting the Montreal screw job? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. I would also I guess like to see them kind of pick up where John Oliver left off, you know, get that right rather than including some of the things John Oliver did. I, I, I think it, it may not be the sexiest topic for the average person out there, but just kind of looking at WWE's business practices, maybe including their decision to move forward with the Saudi shows, things of that nature would be very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but let's, the, the six part series, uh, I mean, I haven't, haven't seen him yet. I'll, I'll have, ability to preview them um they they chose the wrong time to send me the media preview when i'm entering uh the busiest stretch of time when there's no time for anything but uh i I might wedge in uh wedge it in anyway because i've been looking forward to this and that's going to be so it begins april 10th on uh on viceland and um yeah this is going to be uh i i i it's going to be for for the type of the type of thing that I do with Pro Wrestling Torch and what you do with ProWrestling.net, um, this is going to be fun to sink our teeth into it. And like I said, uh, you know, Bruce Mitchell, I know, is, is ready to devour the, uh, the, the devour this on, uh, on, with his podcast analysis. So this will definitely carry us over uh, from, from early April into, uh, into mid-May in terms of podcast content coming out of WrestleMania. The, the, um, the superstar well, Bruce is on the case. They better get it right. They oh, better know their history. No, exactly. Yes. Um, I, yes, there's WrestleMania coming up and, and what happened on Ron SmackDown this week. We'll, we'll add on some of that. But Superstar Shakeup uh, coming up after WrestleMania in April is it, – it feels a little different in the sense that it's international, NXT. It's not just going to be the Raw SmackDown thing. But also it feels different because it kind of feels like the beginning of 
preparing for October 2019. And and I know talking to you, you know, before WME Network launched, we we're like, this changes everything. And then as soon as it launched, we like put on the live feed and it's like, you know, it was like, oh, it's streaming constantly. It turned out not to be that life-changing. I mean, yes, there's some documentaries, and it's nice to be able to access NXT directly and that kind of thing. But, like, I don't really care what's on right now, you know, no, on, on the live no. feed. God, I used to run the network schedule, and it's just like I, there, there, there's no point, you know, as far as the live stream is concerned. Because there's I, – I really thought there was going to be a daily studio show, which they talked a lot about. There, yeah. there just hasn't been much uh, of anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So – and it's nice that you can just say, hey, put it on and you choose what I want. You know, just it's there's something on. I mean, I get that. I don't right. know how many people at any given time. I'd be actually interested in that number. How many people at any given time just have the network live stream on and and have it on in the background or are watching it without going to the menu and choosing things? Um, I have no idea if it's 16 people or uh, 60,000 people, probably closer to 16. But um, but yeah, so I'm curious. about. So nevertheless, it didn't change things dramatically. But – Raw and SmackDown being moved now to the Monday-Friday schedule, but both being live instead of Monday-Tuesday or Monday-Thursday with a pre-tape show and being on Fox. And, ha- and Vince McMahon having – the key is Vince McMahon having a great incentive to not have Sm- SmackDown on Fox feel like a B-show. Um, you know, like right now, they go to Washington, D.C. at the new big arena, and then SmackDown, that's eh, up the road in Baltimore at the old arena with a smaller crew. Like just the cities that SmackDown runs in is going to change because they got to be in big – Fox doesn't want the B cities um, every week, uh, so just there's going to be a lot of subtle different, th- a lot of subtle things that are being done. But a big part is just the rost- the equality of the roster once the shakeup takes place. And yes, they can make more changes um, in the months after the shakeup. Right. But I do think this is going to give us some hints about how Vince wants to wants to frame SmackDown heading into October. Uh, what do you expect as far as that goes? Do you? Do you let's put it this way: somebody doesn't watch the Superstar Shakeup and looks at the lineups afterwards, but there's not a label Ron SmackDown. Do you think it's going to be obvious which ones Ron, which ones SmackDown, based on star power? I do, just based on not as much star power. Well, maybe, but Vince's taste. You know, I, I do think you're going to see some bigger names shift over to SmackDown. I wouldn't be surprised to see Roman Reigns go there. Maybe that's part of the reason he's not in the championship match at WrestleMania, is they want to move him to SmackDown, whether it's the shakeup now or, you know, shortly before you get to Fox, whatever. Um, I, I think you'll see things like that. Um, I mean, they could move Ronda Rousey, even if she's you know going to, you know, who knows what she's going to do. It looks like she's going to take time off, but um, she doesn't want to speaking about her vagina. So we, we won't, we won't do that. Um, I, I don't know, like, where do they put, where do they slot Becky Lynch? Do they want to keep her as a face on SmackDown? I, I kind of expect, I would think, I, I feel like it's time to split up Charlotte Flair and, and Becky Lynch. I, I think they've been overexposed together. I just kind of I'm numb now when I see them uh, taking part, and it's just the two of them. Like you add Ronda to the mix, okay, this is something to keep an eye on. But when it's the two of them on SmackDown, it's like uh, again. Um, so I, yeah, I think you'll see some pretty significant changes. Maybe an AJ Styles moves to Raw instead of uh, being the uh, the face of SmackDown. Uh, so I, I think it's it's going to be a, a big shakeup. And then we also I don't know how many call ups there's going to be because they've already called so many people up. But I think we'll finally get. Homes, you know, brand homes for those wrestlers they've called up rather than having them bounce back and forth. If you shop at Amazon, I have a request. When you shop at Amazon, don't go to Amazon.com. 
That sounds weird. How are you going to shop at Amazon if you don't go there? Well, don't go directly there. Start at pwtorch.com slash Amazon. That's pwtorch.com slash Amazon. When you go there, there's a giant Amazon logo. Click on it. It takes you right to the Amazon homepage where you were heading anyways. But that small detour tells Amazon, we sent you there. And when they get that message, they send us a commission on everything that you buy. So it's a great way to support us without having to do anything different other than when you shop at Amazon, start at pwtorch.com slash Amazon. That's pwtorch.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. What what are the odds of just a complete abandonment of... Or, or a big softening of the lines. Is there a practical way to do that where you can have the top stars on both shows in some form or fashion? If you, I think the, the, the approach there would be to merge your championships yeah. and you know, have, a, have floating champions. And it, so you have one set of tag champions like the women do. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do that. You would, I, there's, I guess there's nothing stopping them from coming out the night after WrestleMania and, you know, whoever wins the women's championship match, they take away the, the Raw and SmackDown title and present them with the WWE women's championship belt. But you would think they would want to. I mean, hell, they could announce that during WrestleMania, too. I mean, they made didn't they make the announcement of the Divas championship becoming the women's championship during Mania? I, I could be mistaken there. I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So, I mean, something like that. If you if you see that, my guard will be up now. It could just be. Eh, they're only going to do that for the women's division because it's just a smaller roster. But my guard will be up that, okay, they're thinking about merging titles so they can have some some champions float between the two brands. I, I'm I'm real curious about the superstar shakeup uh, for uh, a lot of the points you just brought up. Where does Roman Reigns end up? What's the balance? Uh, you know, and, and when there's a superstar shakeup, and obviously after WrestleMania, we'll have a, a better idea of things and we'll, we'll go way more in depth into it. Um, the week of, but it's it. it you're going to look at the babyface depth chart and the raw and the and the heel depth chart on each brand and get a sense of who's in line for maybe more of a push. You know, who's the third biggest heel um, on a brand that was the sixth biggest heel before the shakeup, and that can indicate, oh wow, you know, like if Kevin Owens is the number three babyface on Raw, you're going to go, oh, they're in, they're in, in if they're going to give him a big push. But if Kevin Owens ends up on Raw and there's five established top tier baby faces you're like oh god what you know kevin old's gonna get lost in the mix so that's something to look forward to but um we have a a, a decent number of events uh to get to before before then including we haven't even talked about it the raw after wrestlemania um which i don't think it'll be as crazy as it has been in past years but uh we'll see it a part of that depends on on uh, how wwe books do you expect wrestlemania to be uh a fa- i'm trying to think of the right at way to frame it, a fan friendly event in terms of finishes. Could yes. so it, 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 Becky wins, Kofi wins, Roman wins, Seth wins, Angle wins. Is it going to be that? Like, is it possible it's a virtual clean sweep of not just baby faces going over, but the right baby faces going over? So Vince McMahon to let fans know, yeah, I'm listening to you. Um, and 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 is something like even the John Oliver special, um, or the John Oliver piece, and and John Oliver overtly encouraging fans to chant, you know, and bring signs about employee status and independent. Con- There's no good. By the way, sidebar: is there a catchy chant about no. independent contractors? <laughs> like it's it's like new day sucks. Like that's that has a catch to it. Cena sucks, but independent contractor status sucks. 
Um, <laughs> grant them employee status. Yay, yay, yay. Like, I, I don't know. How do you turn that into a chant? I, I can't imagine. Do you think there will be a single sign at WrestleMania for this? Well, they didn't do anything um, in D.C. Uh, on Raw the day right. after that aired. I am not sensing through social media that John Oliver started any kind of a, a wave. I actually thought it was a little almost – I mean, it's just it's a comedy show that tackles serious issues, so you know, yeah. they get to play by a, a a blended set of rules. But I thought it was a little tacky to like overtly try to tell fans, "Hey, here, here's here's the play." But if you're going to do it, give them a good chant because <laughs> it just doesn't come <laughs> to mind. Um, but do you think the John Oliver thing at all changes Vince's mind in his mindset, whether you admit it or not? That oh, we better we better do the right thing so we don't end up with a crazy post raw crowd uh, rebellion. I don't think the John Oliver thing really factors in. I just I think this show is the way it's been built up. It is going to be a pretty babyface friendly show. I, I don't think all of those baby faces you mentioned are going to win. I could see. I, I I honestly think the right move is to have Drew McIntyre beat Roman Reigns, and yeah, that, that's one. I mean, he's got every excuse in the world. He's coming back from the leukemia battle. He's been knocked around, and and you know they've they've teased the concussion symptoms and all of that. Uh, and I think you could build up Drew in a big way by having him beat reigns and maybe even moving to smackdown and eventually taking that title if kofi kingston is there uh and then reigns has a mountain to climb uh, I, I think that's the smart move um I, you know who knows i i think one of the kind of the big three i don't know if you're gonna get seth kofi and becky winning i don't have strong feelings yet i'm, I'm still kind of working through my predictions but i could see one of those titles not going to the baby face um i i would cringe I know Bruce Mitchell's a big fan of uh, the idea that Charlotte Flair wins that uh, the, the, the triple threat main event. I, I don't know. I, there's just something about if if that wasn't the main event of the show, I'd be a little more open to it. I just don't know that they're going to end WrestleMania on that note. I know. I know. No, it's it's. I am fascinated by some of the choices that Vince McMahon is going to make. Uh, in terms of match finishes, I, the, you brought up Roman Reigns, and I, I think if you're if if you want to have a compliant, happy crowd on Monday night, have Roman Reigns lose to Drew. I think it's it's in Roman Reigns' best interest to have to lose at WrestleMania because it 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 sends a message to fans. He's not just picking up where he left off, being shoved down our throats. He's he's doing jobs, and it's not a. It, you're not doing it for the wrong reason either. There's a right reason to do it, which is give Drew McIntyre a signature win to brag about forever yeah. and give him the credibility of being a guy that can be your heel world champion and then eventually um, a, a, a top babyface act. And, and we've seen him play that role really well uh, in, in Impact Wrestling. So I, I just, to me, like that's among the top matches. That I feel more strongly about that that Drew should go over than I do Seth should beat Lesnar, for instance. I do think Seth should beat Lesnar, but I think Drew should beat Roman for the best interest of everybody. Yeah, I, I man, I, I just think it's time to get that title off of Brock Lesnar. I think people really are fed up with the part-time stuff. And, I mean, they conditioned the fans to be sick of it, uh, you know, going into last year's WrestleMania. And here we are again. Uh, I think, you know, Brock and Heyman are good at what they do. 
I just I think Brock I think the the fans need a break from Brock as a part-time champion and we find other things for Brock Lesnar to do. I don't even mind the idea of turning him babyface and just having him when it, when a heel gets completely out of line, oh, here comes Brock Lesnar to you know try to right the wrong or something like this. Give us something different with him. Paul Heyman's running out of things to say about Brock Lesnar. I I agree. I I have this written down as a question for you. Who do you think is more likely to be on uh, the Fox debut, Ronda Rousey, not necessarily being in, in a wrestling role, maybe a, a you know special guest analyst, commentator, uh, whatever, or Brock Lesnar. Who's more likely to be on the first Fox broadcast? I will say Brock only because you know who knows if Ronda wants to appear if she is uh, planning to start a family. Um, I, I, but I, I think there's a good chance they both appear. Uh, yeah, I do too. Somebody asked me this earlier this week, and I'll ask you this: What is Ronda Rousey's legacy? On the women's division, if the, if WrestleMania is it, like that's the end of her in in ring, and you know in th- three four years they induct her in the Hall of Fame, and that's it. I mean that's the extreme end of the spectrum of possibilities for her, but it is a possibility. Sure, yeah, I I think it's it, it should be what could have been because I think she's been fantastic. Uh, just. You, you, they always like to talk about how quickly Kurt Angle adapted. Nobody's adapted to wrestling quicker. Well, Ronda Rousey's right there. You know, and I don't care if her matches are heavily choreographed. She's just done amazing work. And yeah, there's quirkiness with her on the mic and things of that nature. But um, she has been terrific. It's been, I, I think, a bit underwhelming in terms of the impact that she's had uh, as far as bringing in a new audience and things of that nature. But I, you know, I don't know that we'd be seeing the women headlining WrestleMania this year if Ronda Rousey wasn't in that match. And so I, I think that that is something that that, uh, that definitely counts for something. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think she has been spectacular. I, I can't say enough good things about uh, Ronda's work in the ring and just how quickly she's adapted. You, you said that you don't think the women would necessarily be main eventing. I think there's a chance they could be main eventing WrestleMania. I think Charlotte and Becky would have been enough Given the lineup that we look at for competing matches, I think I mean I'd love to see Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston close out WrestleMania with Kofi winning. I think it'd be yep. great. Um, and and I, I at the end of the Wade Keller Hotline last night uh, for VIP members, I you know I talked about what I would do with Kofi and and how I feel about him right now as 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 a a potential title holder and, and where they can go with him. I, I think symbolically having Kofi standing in the ring to end WrestleMania's pyroblast would be great, but it's not the year for that uh, because of the story they're telling with the women. But that said, if 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 Ronda weren't in this match, Seth Lesnar, Seth winning, yeah, uh, that could. Kofi winning, that could. Uh, but why not Charlotte versus Becky? I mean, Charlotte is a yo, Becky is a face. I I, I would have... To me, that absolutely could have been, not just in my mind of ideally how they'd promote them, but just realistically, Vincent Mann could look at that lineup and go, yeah, let's put Charlotte Becky on top. I actually think without Ronda Rousey, because of how good Charlotte is and the year that Becky had, which was not, by the way, dependent on Ronda Rousey being around, she could have had a breakout year without that. I think it could have realistically been the year, the you know, because they'd want to do it anyway, you know, with a women's revolution yeah. and all that. Um, and, and it was brought up by John Oliver, you know, Hey, they they have made progress in this regard. Um, I, st- I think it's, I think there's a decent chance Charlotte Becky would have headlined me. Yeah. I can't rule it out. Um, I, I think everything would have been different creatively. And uh, you know, I mean, so it's, it's hard to say 
it may have been there in part because they, like I said, they wanted it to be there. They want that milestone moment. But I, I mean, I don't like right now to me, even with the big angle on Monday, Kofi and Brian does feel hotter to me personally. Oh yeah. Um, that's, you know, if it like, it, seriously, if it, if the women had already headlined WrestleMania, I'd be like, I'll go with Kofi and, and Daniel Bryan. I, I definitely, but I, I get what, you know, why they're doing it. it. It's not completely out of place or anything like that in the, in the main event slot. So, yeah, I think there's a chance it could have. It's just right now it's hard for me to wrap my mind around just because they have made me uh, just feel uh, tired of seeing Becky and Charlotte together when it's just the two of them. Okay, uh, multiple questions I could ask here. Uh, I'm going to kind of change direction sort of slightly, but stay on WrestleMania. Um, I want to get your take on Batista and Triple H because, I mean, a couple days removed from Batista's promo, which was funny. Um, but I, I feel like this has sort of been half-assed, like yep. something happened behind the scenes where Triple H and Batista, like, aren't even talking to each other. <laughs> and <laughs> and Batista's like, I'm going to sandbag this whole program, but I'm going to get myself over, but I'm not going to help the match. And Triple H is thinking way more about it. And I mean, God, by the way, God bless him, but he's thinking way more about NXT TakeOver than he is about his WrestleMania match. Um, you know, I'll deal with that on Sunday. You know, I don't who knows what what day is going to be like. Um, I don't know that that's my vibe. Like, no, I'm not saying I know that's the case, but it's not a good thing when the hype for what um two months ago was going to be a special attraction match that makes WrestleMania really stand out. The return of Batista, former headliner, now a movie star, all this equity that he built up outside of WWE coming back, all the backstory of Triple H and Batista. I mean, the best thing they did was was the in this hype so far is probably the video. That aired on Monday. Um, that actually showed some of the history. They showed you. They didn't tell you in a way that you had to decode what they're talking about. Um, you know, Batista pinning Hunter. Hunter doesn't want, doesn't have a win. And Batista wants Hunter to never have that win over him. But I feel like there's three more, four more weeks of material that they just didn't get to in this. Like the, the Batista promo and Video Monday should have been with three, four weeks to go. Uh, before they really get rev us up and get us excited for, so it sounds like you you agree in your initial response. But what what happened here? What's your assessment? I I just I don't I don't think Hunter did his job. I really don't. I mean Batista, they didn't ask him to do much. They got the angle off to a, an interesting start with the attack on Ric Flair, and from that point on, it never really got out of, of first gear. It just was Triple H being witty. Uh, Triple H not selling the stipulation whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, there's been, I mean, it's it's a, uh, it's only him. It's only on his side. It's not a, a retirement match, career versus career. It's only Triple H's career is on the line, and his you know, he's out there just basically blowing it off like it's not a big deal. And maybe there's a storyline reason for that that'll play out Sunday. But right now, it's just like, why is this even a stipulation if you're not going to sell it? He's he's just too busy telling jokes to really get into that. They kind of called an audible in the way they were approaching this. Uh, I like the video, too. There needed to be more of that. You need to remind us that Batista is the animal, and this guy's dangerous, and Triple H's career is at risk. The broadcast team isn't even really putting that over. It's just... It, it it's a stipulate. It's, it's like no holds barred. It's just kind of there. Like okay, it is what it is. But it's not a selling point for this show at all. Yeah, I, I think when we look at the WrestleMania lineup, it is the biggest letdown of the show. And I'm trying to yes. think if there's anything even in competition for it. I mean, the Miz the Miz Shane McMahon match has been 
easily better hyped. Uh, AJ Styles, Randy Orton snuck up on us and was much better. Uh, even Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin has more behind it. Yeah, I mean this is this was the big. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Do you think? By the way, do you think Baron Corbin could win on Sunday? Oh, I guess he could. Um, I, I don't. I, I just. I'm not a Baron Corbin hater by any yeah. means, but I just I don't think the guy gets good heat. I I, I know. Like people's like you go to a house show and he gets booed and all. I I just I don't know. I I just see too many people sitting on their hands when that guy's out there. Yeah, I think he gets the type of negative heat that was similar to the positive heat Roman Reigns got um, at house shows, where it's like kids. But what are what price are you paying to get that heat from the kids and families who will, who will yeah. just you know? By the way, John Oliver saying, "Oh, WWE fans, they don't they don't eat what they're fed. You know, they don't do what they're told." It's like, well, a lot of them do. <laughs> I mean, right. the day after WrestleMania crowds don't, but. Um, but a lot of them do. But yeah, I mean, the, the I'm in, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, you know, the that possibility that they're giving Kurt Angle wins over Samoa Joe. You know, this retirement tour as a way to build up. You know, well, we gave him a bunch of wins, but we want Baron Corbin to have some you know real heel heat for beating Angle and gloating about it nonstop. Because Vince does seem to be a genuine fan of 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 what Baron Corbin brings. Uh, to to the type of product Vince wants to promote, so I could see them deciding this is going going to be, you know, the thing that Baron Corbin has as a bullet point in all his promos. I retired Kurt Angle, a loser. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, they clearly haven't cared about Kurt losing until recently. I yeah. mean, he just that's all the guy did, and then they just made him look like a buffoon the entire time he was general manager. I, I mean, it's I, I think it's the feel good moment, but yeah, I, you make a good case for this. Yep. Um, another tangential topic here, but worthy of talking about, is, is the raw ratings. Uh, they drew a 1.0, or excuse me, 1.80 rating uh, two weeks in a row in the lead up to WrestleMania. That's 31%. That's a 31% smaller rating than two years ago when they did a 2.62 rating. That's a gigantic slice of. USA Network viewers who two years ago were watching Raw in the lead up to Mania and aren't watching it now. Uh, but it was still the top rated show on Monday night on cable in the 18 to 49 adult demographic. So they're not falling off the chart, but they're getting paid giant money, big money to be more than that. What's Does that jump out to you as a big deal or not really because of the changing TV landscape? No, it does. I mean, people are going to defend and say, well, there's YouTube, there's all these different options. There's like you say, they're they're still. They're, I mean, they build themselves as DVR proof, and they're not. You know, Raw being three hours makes them a DVR show for a lot of people. Um, I, hey, if I wasn't doing this job, I'd do what I do for a lot of other shows, and I would start if I wanted to watch it live. I'd start the show an hour in and speed through the commercials. Um, but I mean, there would be times where I just DVR the show because there are so many things to skip through. I mean, Monday's Raw just felt like it took forever. That Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar segment, by the time the show was over, it felt like it happened on another episode. It it does. They, they, the Raw is long, and it felt like they threw in the towel on that third hour in a way that I just haven't seen. And it it, it we, no, that know, show should have ended with the big you know the, the big fight with the women at the end. That, I mean, if you just cut the show off there. Yep. Cool, but yeah, that third hour is like really a, a Baron Corbin match where he's going to dominate the offense, and it's oh god, that was boring. Yes, I, and I, the crowd. I mean, we talked to our on-site correspondent on the on the Wade Keller post show on Monday night. And the crowd is just like 
checked out and like, really, this is it. And they were, you know, waiting around for, for John Cena too, um, to, to show up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, that third hour is weird. It, it does feel like they are just throwing in the towel on that third hour, but US NBC Universal paid big money for that. Their rationalization for having the third hour is all the extra revenue. And, and now they're like not even trying. I mean, I know that I think the women's brawl concluded at the top of the third hour but somewhere then, in there yeah i think it started around then yeah but i mean by the end and they lost four hundred eleven thousand viewers from the first and compared to from the first hour compared to the third hour um and they close to four hundred thousand from this the first and second hour were really close in viewership um and so they lost almost four hundred thousand viewers from on average from the second hour compared to the third hour and and to me it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that they need to be careful of which is you know, the third hour doesn't count. It's not that important. And, and it, it will become their thunder, you know, what thunder was to WCW, which is why well, all the important stuff happens on the first two hours. So, you know, once you get past the first 10 minutes of, of, this, of the third hour, you know, you can tune out um, and you'll be fine. They have to be careful. They don't, they don't make that a self-fulfilling prophecy with, with what they did. I don't understand their strategy. And I, I, I'm actually half surprised that we didn't find out that John Cena, like, missed his Uber. From the airport to get <laughs> right. there, because it felt like a total setup for John Cena to walk out and 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 uh, and just saying, "Baron Corbin, you're not having the last match against Kurt Angle." You know, like some way writing themselves into a different a different Ray hurting Baron Corbin. You know, uh, what I mean? Are we going to find out like Baron Corbin is like Vince's secret love child or something? I, it's insane. They make this guy the general manager of the show. They close the. Go home show for WrestleMania with a Baron Corbin match. And, and keep in mind, like, it was supposed to be Kurt Angle's final match on Raw. And I get, like, the guy's beat up. It was a bad idea. But you replace him with now Rey Mysterio is going to wrestle Baron Corbin. And you think people are going to stick around for that? Come on. I know. The 1.80 rating the last two weeks, it, like, how low does it go? After WrestleMania, if they're doing 1.80 in the lead up to WrestleMania, and they'll pop a rating for the Superstar Shakeup, but May is a down year, um, which is you know why I'm kind of excited for AEW to be doing something to make you know May May more relevant um, in wrestling because May is kind of a down period, uh, and uh, you know so I I, I I just I wonder where they're going to be in May and June and July with these ratings and how low do they go before something triggers that that leads to WWE not blowing it off as it's no big deal it's it's the streaming era and all the in the cord cutting era it's like the bulk of their money comes from live viewers on USA network live viewers on Fox starting in October this is something to be concerned about and and they don't they don't seem to have the the rec, the, the the required level of of concern about this but I don't know what the solution is either because it's just a mistake to have a 3 hour raw well i i, I can think of one big one yeah that's Hey Vince, it, it, it's time, buddy. Step aside. Oh, the, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. seriously, it's, it's not going to happen. It, it, to me, it's like I think they're you know USA might be red hot behind the scenes for all we know about this, but I think they're secure with USA because there's not a USA two for them to move raw to or anything like that. They're still <laughs> at the top of the ratings. Yeah, it, it is Fox. That's going to be the one where if they don't deliver on Fox, hello FS one. Well, and Fox's Fox does. Uh, good good numbers on Friday night uh, yeah. compared compared to wrestling. I mean, it's it, shockingly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, it is not a gimme that SmackDown 
is not there's a possibility smackdown does way worse than what fox is is doing now um in the uh, total viewership i'm just looking up last friday's fox numbers um the cool kids on fox did at 8:30 eastern did 3.27 and that's usually viewers. the lower of the two. That Tim Allen show is usually last about minute. five million. Last, well, and they were up against the NCAA tournament. Oh, sure. So up against the NCAA tournament, which did six point five million, Fox for sitcoms did over did three over three point two million viewers. Is there an R next to those? Any chance those were reruns? Oh yeah, actually, uh, Last Man Standing was. Okay, yeah, because cool that, that's usually well above five million. So so looking at that, a rerun up against the NCAA tournament over three million viewers. Um, that's, that is a comparison point for SmackDown. And I, I, I just, it, I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, Raw's doing less than 3 million per hour. Is SmackDown going to go to Fox? Obviously SmackDown, they are promoting SmackDown on Fox Sports Regional Networks. The announcers are hyping the arrival of SmackDown. I think it shows Fox wants to get their money's worth out of this. So they're, they're promoting it, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the upside is is in viewership. I don't know what telling people watching baseball ultimately means um, to to people now deciding, oh, yeah, WWE, I'm going to start watching it. Well, I, I, I can add to that, too. Um, uh, .NET member Brad Mitchell pointed out that uh, during NASCAR, they had a, uh, an ad for – not an ad, but like an in-show kind of a, an announcement or whatever – um, with a graphic that John Cena was all over it, he said. And so they're, they're promoting it there on the main Fox as well. Um, I mean, I, I think they're going to get a big boost because there's going to be a lot of interest in, you know, SmackDown on Fox for the first time from the core audience. They're going to get some mainstream buzz because, you know, it'll be in NFL season with the NFL on the night before. It's. It, I don't worry about the numbers they do. I mean, a little bit, but I think they're going to be okay out of the gate. I think they're going to get a big surge, but it's what are they doing two months later, you know, three months later when or Vince two, isn't loading up weeks. every show. Or yeah, two weeks exactly. when, when you look at the XFL and, you know, big ratings out of the gate, curiosity, and then boom, uh, a cliff drop. Oh, don't even get me started on the XFL. Oh, I my know, God. I know. Yes. That, that's on my agenda. We'll get you started, in, in, but not yet. No, no, I, it, this 2019 is going to be so fascinating. <laughs> AEW, yeah. Fox Sports. I mean, sh- on the short term, on the more micro level, just, you know, the superstar shakeup and how that goes and the Roman Reigns journey and the Kofi Kingston journey and what happens post-Ronda. Is it post-Ronda? What happens with Brock Lesnar? It is It's just for for our for us and our position and our jobs and people who listen to shows like this. It's in Viceland in the six weeks of that. I mean, it's just like this. This is going to be a fun ride. Uh, after after Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, it, it, it's a whole different kind of fun ride with a superstar shakeup, Viceland series, double or nothing, and then uh, 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 money in the bank, and and then you know before we know it, it's SummerSlam, and then it's it's the uh, fall season when a lot changes. So it, it's it's going to be crazy. Um, you mentioned John Cena being in these ads. Uh, it's interesting to see who is featured. It seems like if you're going to promote John Cena. In ads for on graphics for SmackDown coming to Fox, John Cena's got to be on SmackDown when it goes to Fox, right? Well, he is, you know, according to their weird rules, he's a free agent, so he can do both. Well, right, but he'll be around and available, not at a movie shoot in October. You would think? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you would think like that's something. I, I, would he? 
I, I don't know what his deal with them is. Would he agree that, hey, no matter what, I'm going to be there? Uh, I mean, it's just hard to say. He's, I mean, it's it's WrestleMania season. We haven't seen the guy. He was supposed to have the match with Lars Sullivan, and once that was scrapped, John Cena disappeared. Yeah. If you're I mean, he's, he's going to be doing access or something like that, so he may appear at Mania as a surprise, but it's just not like no Cena during the build to Mania seems crazy to me. It does. I mean, uh, last year seemed crazy, <laughs> the build to, to Cena yeah. and what that was all about. Um, but it is weird that he's there but not advertised. And what does he do? You know, does he? Someone has to interrupt Elias. Oh, I know. I'm, you know, is it The Rock? If Is is Jeff Jarrett the fallback plan if someone's Uber doesn't arrive? I don't know. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I know, I know. Um you keep mentioning Uber. The, the funny thing is that's going to be an issue at these indie events. Wait for that because, I mean, it's it's New yeah. York. You know, and yep. just the, the, the public transportation with all these guys working all these different events and women, too. You know, it's somebody's going to be late for a, a show. It, it's I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, multiple people, I think. So don't be on the lookout for that when it comes to some of these smaller independent events. Yeah. Actually, a, a few years ago when I was in New York for Extreme Rules, and in, I was in New Jersey in Newark. And. Uh, trying to get an Uber back back to Manhattan, it was like, no, it's it, this isn't going to work. You know, it's it's the, the way it's going to be way way too long. Um, at that point, just just and it wasn't WrestleMania weekend. I, I, yeah, the the people trying to go back and forth between Brooklyn and Manhattan and and all these different events, fans and wrestlers, it's it's going to be crazy. But um, you know, it's a good time if if you live in the in the in the Northeast region uh, to to drive drive and, and park. Uh, somewhere in New York uh, for us a mini weekend because you'll get a lot of a lot of Uber miles in. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts and PW Torch Daily Casts are all ad-supported free programs. You can make the ads and plugs go away. And wouldn't it be great to listen to this straight through without ads and plugs? You can become a VIP member and unlock access to 30-plus years of archives, a podcast, retro radio shows, and over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter dating back to the late 1980s, and uh, get our new podcasts every single day. Ad-free and plug-free. Not just the free ones, but the exclusive ones only for VIP members, including about a dozen others per week that I am part of. You can do that by becoming a VIP member. Full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. Dot com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com. It averages eight twenty five a month if you choose the one-year option, or you can go month-to-month month for $9.99. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. Okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, XFL. Uh, the, uh, the other, what was it, the All-American Football League of the Universe? Uh, the Alliance of American Football, the AAF. I think they just like to call it the Alliance. Oh. Uh. <laughs> what what went wrong with the alliance, we'll call it, that Vince McMahon is impervious to with the XFL? Well, they're spinning it that we have more time. And and they may be right there. You know, I think we all looked at it coming out of the gate as, hey, they have their ducks in a row. They have their television partners in place. They've been planning for this. And I think they have been. You know, I, I don't think this was rushed as much as Vince McMahon and company want to kind of spin it, maybe to some extent. Um, and, and the original XFL was certainly rushed. But I, I think they did, by and large, have a lot of their ducks in a row. And there's just, it's minor league sports. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, when you fail to meet payroll in week two, 
they had their ducks in a row as far as their television partners are concerned, but apparently not with the financing. And so Vince can pound his chest and, and say, you know, I've seen it, it's crazy to me like that. I, I Some of the football sites that I follow want these things to work so badly. It's, <laughs> I mean, they're just I'm, I'm yeah. shocked by it. They're just bending over backwards trying to look at any positive. And with Vince, it's well, he has the funding. Look at all the money he's taken out. Doesn't mean he's not going to lose it right away. Um, I mean, I don't know what Vince brings to the table that they don't. Other, It's all going to come down to that whatever type of television or streaming deal that he can work out for himself. And um, I, I mean, like the AAF, their big thing was uh, at the end, well, if we could only get the, the, the NFL practice squad players. They, they wanted, I know they wanted cooperation from the NFLPA. And part of that was getting their practice squad players. I'm like, I follow the Vikings as close as anybody. I, I couldn't tell you who's on a practice squad. That wasn't going to make a damn bit of difference and save your league. Don't be ridiculous. Wow, that's interesting. I, I yeah, I mean, I, so the X when is the XFL launches when uh, in 2020? 2020. But yeah, what month in 2020? February. Um, I, I I don't know that they because he's kind of hint yeah around then. I, I don't know if he. I, I, the way they've kind of spun it or, or just left it open, I got the. I, I was wondering, are they going to try to launch this like the day before the Super Bowl, maybe when interest is uh, high in football, rather yeah. than wait till a week after? But I don't know that anything's set. And, and the reason I ask is, is either way, it's in the heart of r- the Rumble to Mania season, mm-hmm. and it's only a couple. It's a few months after WWE premieres on Fox, and Vince McMahon. Who's taking out tens of millions of dollars in stock to 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 help fund this? Is going to be he's going to be. Tr- this isn't like well, let's let's see if this fun little side project works. This is a reclamation project for a big failure in his in his resume and his history as a businessman. And he, at the same time as he's preparing for the launch of the XFL or engaged in the actual first weeks of the XFL, putting out fires, making sure there's power in the building, um, you know, more power failures, and and dealing with the rating surge and the PR of, the, of what happens when there's a ratings cliff drop uh, very likely afterwards. It's the heart of his first months on Fox and the Royal Rumble and setting the stage for WrestleMania. I'm, I don't think Vince McMahon at age 48 or 53 or 41 could have pulled that off. In fact, he didn't. With the first XFL. I know from covering that and talking to people in the company, a lot of people said this, it is different. With It was a post-public, uh, it, they went public, WCW and ECW were out of business, and 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 all of that's going on at, during this kind of era for Vince McMahon, and he handled all of that stuff going on, but the XFL drained him from the from what the attention that needed to be on the main product in a way that all these other things didn't, that were good and bad. Um, I, I just, I, I think he's spread too thin. Now you can say that's a good thing. He's going to have to lean on others. And that means we'll see a better and different product on Fox and in the rumble and WrestleMania 36. But it, if Vince tries, if Vince has one third of his attention or two thirds of his attention on WWE and the other on the XFL, I think he makes more mistakes unless he does overtly formally hand over power to triple H or others. Right. I think that's the key. And I don't think he'll do it. Just like, you know, all the talk that Vince isn't going to be as hands on with the XFL. All of her luck is there to to handle the day to day. It it sounds nice, but it's Vince McMahon. He can't he's incapable of this. He's he's going to be very hands on with everything. 
He's probably going to try to do both. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess one advantage they have is there is a feeling with the league that is folding that the the television viewership was decent. Some have tried to spin it as being you know, really good. Um, it was decent. So maybe it does create a scenario where these networks feel like, okay, the, the alliance, as they called it, didn't they, they didn't have the, the money in place, but they were delivering decent numbers. We can spend on this XFL league. Um, I would say that's one of the only real advantages they have. Um, now, I mean, the, the pool of players is back. That was another thing when they were starting was, God, it, you know, you're gonna, you're already getting third-rate players, but now enter this other league. They have a year head start on you. So you're going to get like fourth rate players, basically. Well, that all goes away. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just don't have faith in people's desire to watch inferior football. Um, I, I was and, and I'm someone uh, who was optimistic about the XFL the first time around as a football fan going, let's see what this is. It was so boring. And, and football fans are going to convince themselves that. I, I've seen it from people with with the the league that just folded. Like, oh, the games were pretty good, and 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 I liked it. I, I just don't think there's enough of those people out there. I, I think that the league can work based on you know if they get the right television deals, it can stay afloat long term. I just don't think there's going to be interest there. And I've even seen people suggest they need to do what the USFL did and, and make a play for the big name college players. Well, then you're competing with the NFL. You're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, you may be able to steal some talent, but in the long run, you are going to lose. Uh, they need to work with the NFL. And even then, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't as a fan, like if prospects like, OK, the Vikings have a guy that's playing in the XFL. I may pay a little more attention, but I'm not sitting down and watching those games. I, I may read the box scores or watch a highlight or something. Others seem to think that gambling is the key, that, that you know, once they legalize gambling, sports gambling, that that's going to lead to more people wanting to watch the XFL. Maybe, it will, maybe it'll help a little. I, I don't know. I just don't have any faith in this concept. My, my idea is for the games to last one hour and 20 minutes, and there's a 10-minute pre-show. And there are no commercials, and the game just goes nonstop. Like there's, it's like the NHL. There's line changes, but the game you you have a, like a a five minute break for halftime, and that's it. And the commercials are like in soccer. It's it's a it's a sponsorship at the bottom of the screen, or during a huddle, there's a five second ad, and and see if people will watch speed football, um, and commit an hour twenty or an hour and a half to it. That's my idea to make it different enough. I might watch that. I am not going to watch two and a half to three hours with a full slate of commercial breaks, quarters, half times, while talking heads are analyzing what you just described. Yeah, and, and as a as a football fan, I don't want to watch that either. I want to I want to watch football, but I want to watch football at its highest level. Yeah, it, it's I and I mean, what minor league does well from a television standpoint? Um, you know, minor league baseball survives. Not because of a TV deal, but because of attendance and things like that. Yeah, I, there's there's just not this interest from the general population in watching minor league sports. You get the NFL, you get college football, and that's going to be enough for the vast majority of people. Uh, no, uh, absolutely, you were correct. Okay, uh, we talked about Triple H and being the heir apparent in the in the uh, on deck circle. To use an analogy for the season here, uh, the season that we're in. 
listening to his latest NXT conference call, um, how does how he approaches those now with the uh, with the media talking about uh, takeover specials? How is he different than he was a year or two years ago in his approach? And, and anything jump out to you in terms of how he's changed and evolved as he's been the face of a brand when it comes to public relations? I think he's just maybe a little more polished, um, a little more open once in a while on some things. Not, I mean, there's, it's tough. Once in a while, he'll surprise you by giving more of an answer than you expect him to. On the flip side, there's something you'd think he would talk about that he kind of eh, just, you know, gives you a long answer without really saying anything. Um, I I think he's, you know, he does a good job with these in terms of being, uh, the the face of the brand and and not saying anything too outlandish and thing and things like that. Um, I, it's yeah, I, I can't say that there's been major change. Do you, do you feel like there has been? No, not really. I I, I think that I, I kind of have known Triple H's approach to things long enough that I think he kind of there's a certain DNA of what he is and how he presents himself. Um, and, and we see it for better or for worse in the Batista hype. Um, and, and we see it in the NXT conference calls. I, I, I think the, I think it, you're right. There's a polish to it. I think at, at first it was he was more nervous and excited to be in that spot. And now he's a little less nervous and a little less excited, but also um, a little more comfortable. Yeah. yeah I, I guess that's that. that's how I would summarize it. I, I think so. Yeah. I, it. He, I, I mean, I don't, I'm surprised they do the post show, I, I guess. I'm not complaining, but the, you know, the, the conference call leading into it, obviously you get, um, not that anyone would, you know, was going to ignore NXT anyway, doing, you know, doing in our line of work, but it, it's, it's good for drawing attention to it. It's something that NXT fans can listen to if they're, if they kind of want some questions answered and things like that, that they may not address on, you know, a WWE website interview or something like that. The post show, I, I can't say I truly understand its purpose. Um, it, it, he's, they invite uh, media members back there. Um, one of my staffers, Will Pruitt took part in that. I think John Moore did as well. And, and so you, you're in the room and, and they're also doing the phone line interview. So it's just, it's just kind of a repeat of what took place on you know the in the days leading up to the event and and it's like UFC does it but there's a lot of things to talk about coming out of UFC because it's real fights and things we're coming out of a wrestling show I mean there might be a couple of interesting things but there's really not that much to talk about so I haven't really quite figured out what the purpose there is because it's not I mean it's promoting the brand but I don't know I, I'm not quite sure why they feel the need to do the the post show uh media conference call um speaking of, the, of nxt uh do you is there a match that you're looking forward to from an in-ring bell-to-bell standpoint more than adam cole and johnny gargano no um i mean i'm saying there aren't others that are in the realm of it but is there a match a notch higher like a significant notch higher than that because that that to me jumps out as i'm really looking forward to that you know, I may, yeah, it's okay, because I know that one's best of three falls. I, it's, you know, I assume the main event of the show. So it it is a notch higher than everything else. But I tell you, if if I knew Pete Dunn and, and Walter were going to get a lot of time, man, that's right there. I, I want to see that match. I'm excited about that one. 
And, uh, and really, I mean, Velveteen yeah. Dream and Matt Riddle. It's just what a great lineup. It is. No, no, I know. I mean, both of those matches are going to be uh, our destination matches. And in a way, it's like I, I, I love you know WrestleMania weekend being just crazy busy with all this stuff going on. There's there's an adrenaline rush and an excitement, and it's this culmination and collection of all these things. But NXT Takeover, I feel, ends up sometimes because of the scheduling. Yes, it benefits from everyone being in town and buying tickets. And how would it do without? You know the 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 being buoyed by the 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 uh, wave of support for WrestleMania and SummerSlam. We'll find out soon with that San Jose show. Yes, I know that it, it, absolutely. That's good. It, it, what's the date? June. I don't remember. I it's not like you know the biggest venue there, but still, you know, still. it's a standalone takeover show. Yep. So I'm I'm interested in that, but I, I feel like like this takeover deserve like deserves to have its own like day and weekend where. We do a flagship show and we spend more time talking about it, you know. Right. Um, and granted, there's you know room to do that, and uh, the PW Torch Daily Cast has has the uh, that that drops today. The uh, the PWT Talks NXT podcast, where that's all they're going to talk about is takeover. So I mean, there's there's venues for that, but still, it it, it when you mention those matches in this lineup, it, it does feel like it, it's it's not get lost in the crowd because enough people are talking about it, um, it who care about it. But still, yeah, it's it's. It, they do just do such a good job, and the wrestlers are so good, and the storytelling so good. It it it, it deserves more attention than, than it ends up getting when the pie gets gets cut into all these different pieces in terms of people's attention span. Um, I'm looking to seeing what happens next year, and I, I asked him about this in the conference call, and I, I think you have to be kind of clever with your questions because if I would ask him, hey, next year when SmackDown moves to Friday, are, is NXT going to air on Thursday or Saturday? Yeah. I don't think I would have gotten much of an answer. So I just asked him if you had your preference, <laughs> which yes. would you go with? And he said Saturday. And that makes total sense. You know, he just said anyone in the live event industry is going to tell you Saturday's a better night. I totally get that. But who the hell's traveling in unless, you know, I mean, unless it's The Rock or Undertaker, and it may be to start with, but who's going to travel into town a day early for the Hall of Fame? That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder if TakeOver leads off WrestleMania weekend. With a Thursday night, with Thursday night starting yeah. next year, with uh, you know it'll yeah. be so take over Thursday, uh, SmackDown Friday, Hall of Fame take your lumps on Saturday, and then Mania. I mean, it's it's not the worst thing. I mean, there's NFL Thursday, and you know, I mean, like Thursday can it's it's the NBA's marquee game. Uh, oh, other than, I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I could see just going. Yeah, let's 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 do it then, and it does work better with the Hall of Fame scheduling for for the for the fly-ins and all that. So. But yeah, I mean that's where you know the, the ramifications of just the schedule changing, all these little, all these little ripple effects of SmackDown moving to moving to uh, to Friday. But then you know, kind of the WrestleMania weekend ends a day sooner, you know, with, with Raw being the end of it instead of SmackDown on on Tuesday. True. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is there another match not on Takeover that just jumps out from the whole weekend that not as a novelty, not as a hidden gem, but just like that when you think about what am I what am I most looking forward to just watching Bell to Bell that that jumps out. Like to me, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan is an obvious and easy choice, and probably high on a lot of people's lists uh, because it's just it's too it's not. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar matches always feel like a little bit of an outlier, but I just think Daniel Bryan Kofi is just going to be a great match, telling a great story. Um, and unlike AJ Styles and Randy Orton, you're not don't have this history of being as let down by them. Uh, and with Kofi, it's kind of new and exciting. And Daniel Bryan, I think, is going to really want to make make that work and and have that look good. So that's that's high on my list. It's also a pretty fashionable, obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I will just go with a lot of matches in the G1 Supercard. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's uh, – I, 
the, the main event interests me a lot uh, with Jay White and uh, Kazuchika Okada. I, I think it's probably going to be Okada's big redemption, you know, payoff, and he wins the title because, in part because it's at MSG. I don't like it. I, I, I think they're better off keeping Jay White in that role longer and eventually going back to Okada. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that'll be a great match. I'm looking forward to the triple threat with Skrull and Taven and uh, Jay Lethal. Um, I mean, there's, and, and there's the other ladder, matches. I, the latter match. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. Um, I don't have the lineup in front of me, but I know like, I can't remember what Kota Ibushi's doing, but whatever he does is always, you know, something you don't want to miss. No, you don't. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just so many. Tanahashi, cool Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb. I mean, Ooh, there you go. Two really intriguing matchups in terms of chemistry in the ring. Um, you know, it, so no, I mean that it's that's going to be so uh, Ishimori and Dragon Lee and Bandito. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, um, so. that's going to be terrific. I mean, just Cobb and Osprey alone that that uh, uh, the the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match you just mentioned that's going to be a blast. Will PCO survive the night? <laughs> uh, Naito and Ibushi though, I, that's uh, looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just it goes beyond just Takeover and WrestleMania. There's some great matches on that show too. I'm really curious to see. I don't know if we'll ever know from a pay per view standpoint what they do, and it, it's tough because. Whatever they do from a pay-per-view standpoint, I think is the most interesting number of the weekend because it's also on New Japan World. It's also on Honor Club. And so you got to figure like the diehard fans of both companies have one or both services. They're not paying for the pay-per-view. So the pay-per-view is going to kind of be reflective in some way of how many different people they can bring in that normally aren't watching these products. That's a good point. Yep. Yep. Um, JC, you mentioned PCO. Talk. Uh, we'll close with this. Plug. Uh, plug the interview that you did with him, and 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 because I know that's obviously still available on your Prosing Boom feed. Absolutely, yeah. He. I mean, we talked about this guy. I told him he scared the hell out of me. He's <laughs> fifty-one years old, taking, but he was going from the top rope onto the ring apron. Well, now that's not enough because people have seen that. So now they put a chair there, and it's just like this guy just keeps trying to top himself. But it, it's quite the story. Um, just yeah. you know, because he's been around forever, uh, always seem to be saddled with the Canadian, you know, heel Canadian gimmicks. And it's like there's, I, I'm, I'm looking back on it, I just was like, I, I don't care about the Quebecer. I don't hate Quebec. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, why, why are these guys always heels? I don't quite get this. Um, but, but I mean, just the way he has time and time again reinvented himself, even going back to the X character in Impact Wrestling, when he's, you know, the first heavyweight, really, that, that I recall anyway, competing in the X division and the craziness then, but just this late resurgence, just talking about um, what made him decide to even come back because he had retired, and, and just the the passion this guy has for the industry, um, it, just being so motivated and not even looking ahead, wanting to put an end date on this. He just wants to be a real player in the industry. And so I, I really enjoyed talking with him. Very interesting dude in a lot of ways. And, and that one's available on the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Again, just search for Pro Wrestling Boom on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Cool. And uh, check out uh, your work all weekend on ProWrestling.net. Big card previews, live coverage, all that stuff. Um, cool. J- Jason, uh, how about uh, social media? Twitter. At, at Pro Wrestling Net on Twitter. At Pro Wrestling Net. Excellent. Uh, Jason, thank you so much. Great conversation. That was a lot of fun. All over the place. Yeah, it always is. And (laughs) and, uh, I'm sure next time it'll be more of the same. I think I'll be on in time for, gosh, is it? I think it's the weekend of 
both an Impact Wrestling Rebellion pay-per-view, which looks great on paper so far, with just a few matches advertised. And uh, it's not often you hear me say that about Impact Wrestling pay-per-views, but also the Crockett Cup, I think, is the next oh, day. That's right. And NXT's in town the same night as, or no, it's the Crockett Cup first, then Impact, and NXT's in town the same day as Impact. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, but okay. we'll have plenty to talk about. Oh, wow. Yes, absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thanks. So go check it out if you haven't yet. The Pro Wrestling Boom podcast with Jason Powell. It's free. Just search Pro Wrestling Boom and check out his website, ProWrestling.net, all weekend. Great to have Jason on the show. He's generous with his time and uh, always a, a great conversation, great insight with Jason. Been talking to him about wrestling since I was like 15 or 16 when we when we met. I think I was 16 and he was 15. Uh, and we met at a, uh, a hotel across the street from the WWF live event at the uh, Met Sports Center in Bloomington, and uh, the rest is history. All right, uh, if you are not signed up yet for the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, I uh, recommend you do that now. Just search Wade Keller and click on the red logo, and you can get the post shows. That includes this week's post-Raw and post-Smackdown show, and also this weekend's show featuring Jason Powell and me talking about Raw from five years ago this week in the lead-up to WrestleMania 30. That'll go up this weekend on the post-show feed. So we have our post-Raw show, post-Smackdown show, and then our flashback Raw post-show from five years ago on weekends. Uh, if you're not visiting pwtorch.com, follow us all weekend with coverage of WrestleMania weekend, including my live coverage of WrestleMania on Sunday night. That's pwtorch.com. Then Sunday night, you can uh, tune into the Greg Parks-hosted Wrestling Night in America. Uh, after WrestleMania, it's the live call-in post-show after WrestleMania. That's part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. So if you've put it off or thought, well, I don't have time for more podcasts, this is the time, the moment right now, to search PW Torch on your podcast at, on your podcast app and click subscribe. And it is free, new show every day. You can get primed for NXT TakeOver right now with the PWT Talks NXT show that drops on Thursday. Uh, we also have shows dedicated to ROH, Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, plus the Deep Dive with Rich Fan on Saturdays, and, as I mentioned, Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks on Sundays. So uh, that's PW Torch Daily Cast. Just search PW Torch on your podcast app to subscribe. You can also visit our homepage, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Follow me on social media at the Wade Keller. Follow our brand on social media at PW Torch on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So that's at PW Torch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our sister site covering the world of MMA is MMATorch.com. So check that out if you haven't yet, if you're an MMA fan. And if you're not a VIP member, get information at PWTorchVIPInfo.com. That's PWTorchVIPInfo.com. That'll do it for me for today, but Jason Powell joins me for a special Friday mailbag edition of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. We'll answer your email questions. I admit they're mostly about WrestleMania weekend and mostly about WrestleMania, but some other topics too. And that is coming up tomorrow, so be sure to check back tomorrow and download the show. It's a, uh, the, the peak weekend of the year, and we're glad you're here with us uh, as we warm up and get ready for uh, a, lot of, a lot of good wrestling matches. And a lot of big outcomes that will tell us a lot about uh, talent and who's stepping up, not just on WrestleMania on the main roster, but NXT, ROH, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and more. That'll do it for me for today. Until next time, Wade Keller thanking you and signing off.
Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen, and that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You get about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus, tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post pay per view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also, access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter that started it all, ad free access to our website, and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign up form. It's mobile friendly, desktop friendly. In two minutes, you can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com.